it simple, keep it small, and there will be enough for all. Take a little, give a lot. Thank Mother Earth and Father Sky for what you've got. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Green Woman Podcast. I am your host, Reggie Weber, and a member of the Green Woman Leadership Initiative. As Green Women, we are passionate about growing our own lives and being activists for deep concerns about self-care practices, women's issues, healthy living, nature healing, the environment and climate change, social justice and activism, and living in harmony with Mother Earth. We are artists, educators, coaches, therapists, grandmothers, green mamas, and we are wrapping our lives and work around making a difference in our world. So today's episode, I have my guest, Dave Van Manen, who has been a longtime earth activist. He's a nature educator. He's also co-founder of the organization that we um, got our um, uh for the green women, um, healthy women, healthy earth. So welcome, Dave. And I'm so happy to be talking about what we're going to talk about today. Well, thank you, Reggie. And thank you for all the great work that you are doing through your podcasts. Oh, thank you. (laughs) So Dave is here today because we both are really concerned as well as the green women is about our fire situation in the United States, as well as around the world, and the connection with climate change. So as Dave and I were talking, I came up with this question that I want to ask him today. And it is, how did we arrive at this point of our Earth's history of having all these fires to contend with now? I mean, I do know it's part of climate change, but what is it? Well, you know, it's a great question. And so thank you for asking it. And, you know, it's it's worth keeping in mind that wildfires have been a part of our, our world's forests. Many of our world's forest ecosystems have required fire. Um, I mean, lodgepole pine will not release its, its seeds out of a cone unless it's right. And so fires have been very natural and important ingredients of healthy forest systems. What's happening, though, is that, I mean, in a nutshell, we're sticking a whole lot more carbon into the atmosphere. Mm. And that carbon in the atmosphere is increasing the atmosphere's greenhouse impacts on the planet. And you cannot increase the, the chemical makeup or, or the, you know, the carbon amount in the atmosphere without impacting everything else on the planet. As John Muir said, everything is connected. And so more carbon up in the atmosphere is changing our weather, which is changing the soils and vegetation and all of that. And so it's taking natural fires and making them much more extreme, much more intense. So that's how we got here. I mean, the reality is when you look at the Earth's history, there has been cataclysmic fires and oh, volcanoes yeah. mm-hmm. all that. I mean, that's gone on forever. I um, mean, the very short little bit of history that humans have been on the planet, we are for the first time experiencing 
an amount of carbon in the atmosphere that we've never experienced as a species. Right. So here we go. It's, it's, a, it's going to be a wild ride. Scientists told us that 30, 40 years ago, and now it's all starting to come true. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I've kind of noticed that even just reading some science, but just knowing that the way that we humans are living on this earth, we can't keep going like we're going. Mm-hmm. Something's yep. going to happen. And now it's here. Yeah, it's happening. It's happening exactly. right now. Exactly. So you live in the West and we hear a lot about the West and they're the media is always talking about it. And, you know, and, you know, the media always hypes things up. But um, uh, what's your take on that? What can you tell well, us about it? The media is not hyping it up. It's yep. happening. It's happening. It's real. I've been living it for a long time. Anybody in the West is living it. Um, We're grappling with climate change. We are grappling with wildfires. And I mean, here's, and it's all because of climate change. And it's all because of the powers that be a long time ago decided to listen to the fossil fuel industry lobbyists and people and not listen to the scientists. I mean, that's really it. And at what point are the, are we finally going to say enough is enough? Right. So, yeah, it's happening. And I mean, let, let me explain a little bit more. Yes, like, please do. Climate change is what you would call a threat multiplier. Mm-hmm. Wildfires are natural, but wildfires can also be considered a threat. What's happening is climate change is taking a natural potential threat and making it that much more intense. Droughts are natural things that happen. Climate change is taking droughts and making mega droughts and making them so much more extreme. So climate change is exacerbating all of these things that could be that are happening. And so what happens is climate change has and it, it makes changes to the entire world's climate systems. And one of the things it does is, is, is occasionally in the summer and more and more and more that occasionally is happening. It puts this massive high pressure dome right over the Western United States. And it, that's, that's what was responsible for what we were calling that heat dome a little mm-hmm. while ago. This high pressure system sits there and it stalls. And any of the cold weather systems that will cool things down get, dis- get kind of diverted north or south. And that with the, with the addition of climate change, we're seeing extremes in those heat waves and they're higher and higher. And we heard about the Death Valley was 130 degrees and Canada had 121 degrees, the highest it's ever had. Well, it's also creating all of these crazy fires because what happens is the climate, the warm climate creates more heat. It creates less rain, which means the soil is drier, which means the vegetation is drier which means the fuel that fuel fires are drier and more intense. Now, it is true that over the past hundred years, we've been mismanaging our forests. Mm-hmm. We've been mismanaging them as we have not allowed them to have the natural cooler burns, smaller burns that would happen. And what that would do is reduce the fuel load in these forests. Right. By not allowing those, those fires to happen, for a long time. The fuel load is really high, but what is really pushing things into high gear is the changed climate. And that's why 
all these fires, and we're seeing them earlier. I mean, Oregon and, and California, their heavy fire season is late summer into fall. But here mm-hmm. we are at the beginning of July, and we're already seeing major fires. We have a fire in, in southern Oregon right now, the bootleg fire, that's over 200,000 acres. It's the biggest fire in the nation. They've already had five major fires up there. Wow. It's, it's, it's happening. Uh, you know, for those who say, oh, it's it's natural cycle, it's not. The science is very, very solid. It's the increased carbon in the atmosphere that's throwing everything else into into whack. Well, even here in Minnesota, um, the last, I think the last month, in fact, uh-huh. every time uh-huh. we listen to the weather, they're always talking about the um, air quality. And I was yes. listening to it in the beginning and I thought, air quality. What are they talking about the air quality for? Uh-huh. Well, there's fires in Canada and we don't hardly have I being up in the North like this, we have not had a lot of fires up in Canada yeah. and yeah. they're already starting and it's early. And I know there's one above us and there's one, I think above Montana somewhere yes. else in the West yes. too. Uh-huh. So that's contributing too to all those Western fires. Absolutely. You know, people who are in the business of fighting wildfires, there used to be a wildfire season. And depending on where you were in, in on the continent or in the nation, you know, maybe it would run from May to September or maybe April to October. Well, for in some places, the fire season is now considered all year. Oh, yeah. How sad. Or, you know, in one area I was reading, I don't I forget, it's 80 days longer than it was 40 years ago. Oh, my gosh. No. So, so instead of, you know, I mean, what that, what that means is it costs so much more money. Yes. You know, I mean, I mean, for those fiscal conservatives out there, if you're concerned about money, well, we are throwing an awful lot of money trying to fight these fires. 30 years ago, we were spending about $240 million a year fighting fires. You know what we're spending now? $3 billion a year. Oh my God. Just to fight the fires? just to fight the fires. Uh, And very often, you know, the fires decide, sorry, I win. A lot of these fires don't go out until it starts snowing. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, 30 years ago, the average amount of of acreage that would burn in the Western US was 3 million acres. Now it's 10 million acres. Wow. We're almost at about a million acres already this year. And it's only- not even the middle of July. So we're in a dire situation. And it's not just here in the United States. Exactly. Remember Australia last year or a year and a half ago? That was horrendous. Yeah. Last year in Colorado, we had a fire happening over in Western Colorado and it got to a certain acreage. I don't remember what that acreage was. And it became the largest fire in Colorado's history. Mm -hmm. Two weeks later, another fire happened, and that overtook that first one to be the largest fire in Colorado's history. Right. I remember reading that. Yeah, right. California um, had, well, we remember last year, those fires or the year before when the city of Palisade was totally destroyed. Oh, right. Yeah, right. Um, it's, it's, it's really frightening. It's, 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 I hate to sound like doom and gloom, but you know, all I'm doing is telling you what's happening. Right. Sounds like doom and gloom. It's not, it's not 
my fault. It's not the scientist's fault. It's what's happening. So can any of us do anything about this or are we just doomed to live um, in this future world? Uh, you know, the bad news is, <laughs> is we've already set things in motion with yeah. changes on this planet. And if we stopped putting another molecule of carbon into the atmosphere, stopped it tomorrow, we are already decades into this feedback loop that's going to have these rather intense extreme events happen, not just wildfires, but droughts and hurricanes and, and all of that. And so we're going to have to adapt, you know, maybe yeah. 30, maybe 30 or 40 years ago, if we really would have gotten our act together, we could have stopped, you know, the progression of where we were going. We could have gotten off the train where we were heading, right. but we, we kept going and we actually started accelerating and accelerating. And so we're on it and we're there. So we need to adapt. We also need to think of future generations because I have grandchildren and they're going to have children yep. and they're going to want to inhabit this planet. And so we need to stop putting so much carbon into the atmosphere. We need to get serious about replacing fossil fuels with renewable energy. We need to get serious about the way we grow food, the way we, we, we do everything on this planet. Every, the, the whole human enterprise really is, is up for revamping if we want to find a sustainable way of living on this planet. I'm happy to say that I just read that um, the state of New Jersey just approved the very largest wind energy um, farm that's going to happen off the coast of New Jersey in the United States. Wow. You know, each state can do things, um, yes. but what, what, what we really need is federal leadership. You know, I remember when John Kennedy, I don't remember it because I was only five years old then, <laughs> but I remember hearing about John Kennedy and I think it was 1961 said that by the end of this century, this decade, we're going to have put a person on the moon and all systems will go and it happened. And so when we put our minds to it, we can do amazing things as a nation and as a species. And so if we decided that we were going to get off of fossil fuels in 10 years or 20 years, if we really decided to do that, we could do it. I, you know, I agree with you on that because there's also, um, you know, there's little pockets of people all over the world that are are doing uh -huh. something to to improve our planet and work with this climate change and get out of it. And so it can be done. You're right. But we need to get a hold it, oh, of our it, leaders. It, that's exactly right. So, you know, one thing we can do is call your senators, call your representatives, even call your local people and say, climate change is real. I'm worried about it. Please do something about it because they're the ones with the power. Right. And I mean, it is a global situation and it is. Yeah. yeah. And just think of all the global leaders and all of us that would put our heads together. We definitely could do something. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I, you know, I just caught myself saying that those are the ones who have the power, the elected people, but you know, we, the people, have the power, at least in our country, at least the way it's supposed to be. And if enough of us make enough noise, I believe 
that we can start shifting things in the right direction. I have to agree with you on that. And, mm-hmm. but you're right. We, it, enough of us, that's one of the reasons we're doing this podcast is to get the word that's exactly out. Exactly right. And all the podcasts that you have done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's just what we need to do. Exactly. So is there anything else you'd like to add to this topic? Yes. Well, I'm just going to read a little quote from a person. He's the fire incident commander of the bootleg fire in Oregon. His name is Al Lawson. And he said, the fire behavior we are seeing on the bootleg fire is among the most extreme you can find. And firefighters are seeing conditions they have never seen before. And he said, we are seeing absolutely unprecedented fire behavior. Wow. And what's in is I've heard quotes like this every year from people who make a living fighting fires. They're saying the same thing. I've never seen a fire behave like this. You know, when, when you're in the business of fighting fires, it's just like when you're in any business and you have 30 years experience fighting them, you kind of know what to expect. Right. You know, or you're in the medical world or in the financial world, there are things that are somewhat predictable. All of a sudden, we're seeing stuff that is off the charts. So we are in un, uncharted waters as yep. a species, as a planet. And so please learn more about it. I mean, that's my recommendations to folks listening to this. Learn as much as you can about it and then make noise. Talk to your neighbors, talk to elected officials, talk to your school board members. And we need, I mean, it's going to take a village to get us out of this. So let's get every village involved. It is. And, you know, they, there's even a lot of readings you can pull up on um, the computers and, and uh, the internet. Just get yourself educated about what's going on, because you know what? You will never know when it comes to your backyard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You never know and when that fire, fire is going to hit. The fire doesn't. And the fi- if the fire doesn't, the smoke will. And I'm yes. sure it, for most of us, many of us, it already is. That's another thing when you and I were kind of talking about this podcast and we were talking about the smoke and mm-hmm. I right away think of, okay, now we're going to have another condition because we have so many people who are respiratory dependent oh, and yes. people who just have like asthma and all these other uh, conditions. And, you know, we're just moving kind of slowly out of a pandemic that we have no idea where it's still going. And now we have smoke on top of it. So we are going to be implementing all these respiratory issues are just going to be exacerbated, like you said. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, it it feels like a perfect storm at times, doesn't it? Yes, it does. And it's just, you know, and you were talking about money earlier and I mean, the cost of just fighting the fires, but then there's the cost when those fires get into neighborhoods and, you know, you have all that loss and those costs, and then you don't even have a forest anymore. And so how many things do we use from our forest and we won't have animals, they'll die in there. And they yeah. help with the ecosystem and the, and the, you know, the insects. And so it, it, it's a really huge problem and it could affect us. It's going to affect us all. Um, yeah. When you think about all of that, it's just a, it's just a, uh, it's just this rolling ball effect. 
It is. It is. And um, but I mean, there's no time to to wallow in despair. No. We need to, we need to do everything that we can within our power. If we're going down, let's go down fighting. Yeah, we might as well. That's I love that philosophy. If we're going to go down, go down fighting. So everybody get out there and get um, informed. And this is the purpose of this podcast is to inform people of what's going on in the world. For a lot of us, we are just in our own little neighborhoods and we either don't hear much about it. And there isn't really a whole lot about it on the news either. I mean, it's basically it will tell you there's a fire and where it's at but we're not getting educated on what we need to do about it. It's funny because I wake up every day and I think about wildfires. Yeah. See every day I'm either smelling the smoke or, you know, Eastern Colorado where I live right now has been in a bit of a wet pattern. The first one we've seen in a long time. Right. So this is the first time I'm not worried about my house burning down or my, my woods burning down tomorrow. Right. Uh, which is, which has been the case most years for a long time. Uh, but right over the hill, you know, right over the continental divide, my son lives on the Western slope as a, he's a farmer and he's having a hard time finding water and the temperature is 106 degrees and all of this. And it's so, yeah, we, we are living the changes that we've done to the planet. And all of us are, even if yes. we're not aware. Yes, we are. And you just you just said another subject and that was water, which I want our audience to know that yes. if you if you don't know about the the sad dangers that we have with water, um that's going to be another episode. So stay tuned and Dave will be here with me and we're going to discuss water which um I am very passionate about right now. And actually kind of get angry about it. So I, I do voice my opinion mm-hmm. when it comes to water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, is that it, Dave? Um, you're going to go out West though, aren't you? You're going to try to take a trip. Yeah. You know, six <laughs> months ago, I, I planned a trip to a few national parks, Lassen Volcanic National Park and Crater Lake National Park. The two big fires that are happening in the United States are both within about 25 miles of those two fires. Oh my gosh. So we're not sure if we're going or not. I so. know. Well, whatever you decide to do, um, just be safe. So do you have any closing comments? No, um, I just want to thank you for all of your good work, um, Reggie. I really appreciate everything you're doing. Um, and just to piggyback on what you said, get informed. And then step two is take action. Yes, yes, definitely. So now I would like to give you all a big thank you. And thank you to you, our guest, Dave Van Manen. And for tuning in and listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, download, and you can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts. Until next time, stay informed, be healthy, live green, and in harmony with Mother Earth, our true mother. Keep it simple. Keep it small. And there will be Take a little, give a lot Thank Mother Earth and Father Sky for what you've got